Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The volume. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecop, three and out podcast, back again as we head into the weekend. Here's what I need you to do. And you subscribe to the podcast. If you already subscribed, leave a review. Would greatly appreciate that. If you've already left a review, share the podcast with your friends. Also, would appreciate that. For those of you, I'm out of Middlecoff mailbag questions, at least newer ones. Uh, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Slide up in those DMs. We answer your questions here on the show. And I need you, if you have a question, slide in. If you've already asked me a question and you re-ask, it doesn't go into this new folder. And it kind of just gets lost in the shuffle. And then I end up probably just DMing back and forth with you. But... So if I just DM back and forth to you and you're asking a question, sometimes because you already asked a question, I, it's hard to find what I'm trying to do, record, but that's what that is. I'm going to dive not really to the game because I, that game, I can't believe I even watched that thing. Odell Beckham uh, signed today. I During the podcast, we record on Thursday. Uh, every Thursday, we go live on the Volumes YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe to that as well. And I, I probably mentioned that Odell Beckham hadn't signed and I also think I mentioned that like Tua was injured, which he was, but he clearly ended up playing in the game. Doesn't really change anything I said, really about Odell Beckham either. But I, I wanted to start there because Odell Beckham, 
you know, in Odell Beckham fashion, waited, milked it, signed with the Rams. And I, I have a couple angles on this. On the most basic level, the Rams have a good thing. They have a really good culture. They have really high-level guys, starting with their head coach, who changed the franchise. He is clearly a multiplier, right, in a good way. Positive things happen around Sean McVay. Then they have a core of guys, starting with their best player, number 99. Anytime your best player in any organization, in any home, is your highest-level guy, tone setter, you're going to be all right. And Jalen Ramsey is a good example you know, could be a little, you know, had some personality quirks and little up and down, has come in there and blended in perfectly. Matt Stafford, Whitworth, I mean, you're talking about super high care cup, high level guys, right? I And I understand part of building a culture, and definitely in sports, and it probably works this way in, in the private sector, probably a little different, you know, in corporate America, but you, you spend all this time you 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 uh you accumulate and add high level people and high level people that are good at their job usually rub off on others. It's why when your best players or your best leaders, everyone kind of follows suit, right? And the Rams have a lot of that. I do think they're risking some of that by adding Odell Beckham because the Odell Beckham that we all talk about, kind of like an NBA player, I felt like this was an Adam Silver NBA transaction. We have been talking about Odell Beckham for a week. And it's like, we're acting like this guy is Devontae Adams. Hell, we're acting like this guy is Cooper Cup. Hell, we're acting like this guy is Robert Woods. And the Rams do it, and I get it. They have one thing and one thing only on their mind, and I think every single fan listening to this would want their team to do the same. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. That's the only thing they care about this year, is trying to win the Super Bowl. They're all in. All their chips are in the middle of the table. We all admire that. It's cool. Whether it works or not, we can appreciate their effort. To me, this is kind of risky. Because while they probably overpaid for Von Miller, giving a second and a third, Von Miller is a winner. Von Miller is a decade-long team captain on a winning organization. And even when that team started to lose, after he was the best player on teams going to the playoffs, and then he was a Super Bowl MVP, as they started to lose, still people were complaining like he was one of the bright spots. He is just a guy that you want in your organization, good or bad. Vaughn Miller, high-level guy. No issues. You saw what it was like when he was traded. I mean, he was moved to tears. Vaughn Miller, and someone who's seen Vaughn Miller play live probably four or five times, I get into a bunker, I get into a foxhole as a football guy any day of the week with that guy. Even if at this point in time in his career, he's not quite the same. I like guys like Vaughn Miller. They can play for my team. Historically, they can play for any of our teams any day of the week, any year, ever in the history of the sport. I got a red flag, Odell Beckham. To think that he's going to come in on a team that has the leading receiver. Cooper Cup right now leads the league in yards, leads the league in catches, and leads the league in touchdowns. He is a superstar. He's everything the way we talk about Odell Beckham. Robert Woods, awesome number two. Do they need him? Now, I think the pushback, and if you got Andy Reid, Sean Payton, any of these guys on the phone, you can never have enough. Because at any moment, a guy could get injured, and when you have a Super Bowl-level team, you want to make your margin for error as big as possible. And I get it. But this guy is not some just smooth ease-on into the locker room. And the stories are today, 
Vaughn Miller and Jalen Ramsey are recruiting the hell out of him. Well, I get it, but they play defense. Cooper Cup pick up the phone? Robert Woods pick up the phone? Probably not. And, and he can say all the right things. Is he really just going to ease into the operation? It's not like he's coming from the Houston Texans or the Jacks. The Browns have been winning. The Browns have been good. And he could not fit in. Where, like I said, Vaughn Miller fit in with great teams. He was great. Fit in with bad teams. Still played his ass off. Not the case with Odell. Like, I, I just, I'm a little uncomfortable as just someone from the outside. I don't care if they win or lose, but just want to see a team be great. And I understand why they did it. I think it's really risky. And I think it has blow-up potential because you bring them into a room where their chemistry is good and they have people in that position. Like, is his ego just going to suck up? What if he goes back-to-back games and he gets two total targets? He's just cool with that? You'd be like, well, he's got humbled. Has he? Really? Now, he knows what he's signing up for, but it's another thing when Vaughn Miller and Jalen Ramsey are telling him who knows what they're telling him. Vaughn Miller hasn't even played a game there yet. You know, did Aaron Donald call him? Did Whitworth call him? I I just, I think this is a slippery slope. And And ultimately, I just think this story, it's crazy when really famous people are no longer as good as they once were. And it's, it's been like this my whole life. They carry a lot of weight when they move teams, even at, you know, the end of their careers. And I know Odell just turned 29, but he's been a shell of himself for a couple of years now. He, he really has. There's no way around it. it. Now, if they just need him to be a role player and he can do it, great. It'll work. They tried that with Deshaun Jackson, who's older, who's way older, and who's really more accomplished. He struggled with it. He's like, I'm out. He's like, trade me. I want more targets. And McVay's like, bro, I don't have more targets for you. You you see this white dude from Eastern Washington? He looks like Jerry Rice right now. He's on Google. I had to do this because I knew Cooper Cup was having a good season, but he has 74 catches through nine games and a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns. I'm no mathematician, but he's on pace for like 140 catches, 1900 yards and like 19 touchdowns. An all time great season. And you're just going to mess with that juju, especially with a quarterback who we've talked about earlier that like is in a weird spot, right? He's coming from this losing team and now he's trying to figure it out. But now they have huge expectations for the first time in his career. And now he's got to add Odell Beckham to the mix. I I just, I think it's risky. I, I really do. The difference was you go to Kansas City or you go to Green Bay and listen, I hate the cold, despise it. I, I can't last long in the cold. But from a football standpoint, Green Bay has one good wide receiver. Odell, you go there, you're immediately getting a ton of targets. Have you watched the Chiefs? Andy Reid loves to throw the football. They also have one wide receiver. So of those two teams, it's not like he got $10 million. He got guaranteed basically $1.2 million. So even let's say the Chiefs, hey, all we have is 900 k You will get targets. Andy, Google my resume. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes won a record this week saying, I love to throw it deep. So from a football standpoint, you could argue that those other two teams, like did he go to LA? Did he go to LA just for, because it's LA, be around LeBron, be around Hollywood, be where he has a home? Because I'd say probably. Because from a football standpoint, you cannot argue that Green Bay and Kansas City weren't better spots. You, you just can't. You have just better quarterbacks, and I like Stafford, but he ain't Rodgers and he ain't Mahomes. And you have wide receiver needs. You do not have number two wide receivers. 
where you have an established number two guy in Robert Woods, who has now worked with a quarterback for obviously, you know, the year in the offseason. Like they have some time together. So I don't know, man. I the Rams, I I I appreciate uh, as a football fan the mindset. I think we all just want our teams to do that. Right, like the Eddie DeBartolo Niners, like Jerry Jones when he first bought the Cowboys, like George Steinbrenner forever, like the Dodgers have been, like the Lakers were forever. It's cool to operate like that. But there's a balance when you get, there's a difference between getting an older guy that has something to prove. Like it doesn't feel like Odell's in that in that mold. I don't know, man. I, it feels like he's going more for LA. Speaking of LA, it kind of hit me watching the Dolphins tonight. I wonder if it's impossible to have a good team in, in Miami in the modern day times with the amount of money these guys make. Because basically in my entire adult life, I graduated high school in 2003. So once Marino retired in the late 90s, the team has not been good. They've had like two good seasons. Last year was one of them. Like, do you think you can build a good team in Miami or there's just too many distractions? It's just too hard. Like it kind of hit me tonight. Like I wonder if it's sustainable. Obviously, you could make money there and play games. But like, could you ever build a team that for 10 straight years operates like the Steelers? We already see the Raiders are having some issues. Right? It's just hard. And as someone who spent a lot of time in Vegas over the years, like I thrive there. Hell, when I was scouting, I used to stay in Vegas. It was like my middle ground. When I didn't want to come back to the Bay Area between like Utah and LA and Arizona, it was great. And I would stay in the Marriott off the strip and I loved it. I felt very comfortable there. I hell, I wouldn't even, you know, I'd eat other places. I wouldn't even go to the strip, but I could go to the strip, whatever. But I was not like tempted. Now, granted, I didn't have millions of dollars. I was making like 50K. But I could go there right now where I have infinitely more money than I had then. And I'd still be, I went last summer, it didn't phase me. I can have a good time. But I'm not like a big club drink nightlife guy, big drinker, not a big drinker, excuse me, but I like, like my cocktails. Uh, my mom would be like, big drinker, what? No, I'll just have a few cocktails here and there. But I, like, it doesn't do it for me. But if you can't, because I have discipline because I can't operate hungover, some guys can't. And I'm just watching the Dolphins thinking, like, is it even possible? And I know they beat the Ravens tonight in, let's face it, one of the worst games I've ever seen. Uh, I, I, I don't know. And, and I do wonder if Vegas is going to you know, kind of face the same thing. If it's going to be very, very difficult to just build a winner. Like Think of the consistent winners in the NFL. Green Bay. Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, right? New England. I don't know. I, I just... I, I just... That was, that was a coward level theory. I'm like, I, I don't know if you can ever win there. I really don't. I think it's a very, very big challenge in a league where your average age of players is whatever, you know, 26, 27, 25 on a roster. And you go, well, John, the Heat. Well, yeah, Pat Riley. You see what Pat Riley does? They have a body body, uh, mass index tests. If you're too fat, he like doesn't play you. Dude runs a tight ship. Dude's like Belichick of basketball. Clearly, the Dolphins do not have that. Clearly, Miami Marlins don't, right? Now, baseball is probably a little different because you can drink and play baseball. But in football, you only play once a week. So I got a lot of time to screw around. And if I like to screw around, there are probably, between Vegas and Miami, might not be two better places to screw around. Now, you could argument, argue New Orleans forever. I'd say, well, they got a pretty, you know, pretty big boy running the ship, and they had Drew Brees also there. But you could probably poke holes in my argument. It was just, just a thought. Didn't have that much time to think about it. Just hit me like late in the fourth quarter as Miami was winning the game. And really, I had a, Thursday night teams on the road after November, I have no take. Like if you lose, it was crazy watching Miami look that terrible, but I get it. You know, I, I don't, to me, I, I have no opinion.
no take based on that loss. Just a loss that happens on a Thursday night road game past Halloween. That's that's just a schedule break. You know, in the NBA, we'd call that like three games and four nights, right? In baseball, you'd be like, well, they didn't get a day off for 21 straight days. You're bound to lose some games. Shit, shit happens. Hi, it's the Herd for FanDuel. Monday night football matchup, Rams-Niners. Rams are minus four. I'd probably take the Niners plus four. It's a divisional matchup. It's perhaps Garoppolo's last start. He's fighting for his job. In this matchup, Kyle Shanahan has had Sean McVay's number. Uh, I do think the Rams were embarrassed. I would not be surprised if the Rams won and covered. But uh, listen, same game parlays. There's a lot of different things you can go here. I would probably take the 49ers and the under because I don't think the 49ers can win a shootout. And I think the 49ers know they can't win a shootout. Listen, FanDuel Sportsbook's the best. Easy to use, safe and secure. And you can win $150 and a $5 bet. Seriously. Just, when you win, you can get paid in under two hours. Check it out. FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. $150 and a $5 bet. Exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. This is an easy one. Right? 30 to 1 odds. I like the Niners, and I like the under. The same game parlay. Win some money. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook. FanDuel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well... I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers 
in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Well, well, well. We had some breaking news on Thursday morning. I was actually at the gym getting a little getting a little pump on, and I looked up at the TV and they just have, you know, Sports Center and First Take and some different shows on. They were talking about Cam. And there was before I left, I had saw the story that, you know, they were going to talk to him. And then by the time I left, I had gotten text that he had signed. And m- my first response was pretty desperate move by the Panthers. Uh, Cam was in a tough spot, right? If you sell insurance and you get fired or laid off, you can go sell cars. You can go work at a restaurant. You can do whatever. But if you play quarterback, there aren't other leagues. Like he only has 32 teams that can sign him. And clearly no one was willing to sign him for a long period of time. So he wants to keep playing quarterback. He's got to wait for another opportunity. It never felt like it was coming. I don't blame Cam Newton. But when I look at the Panthers, it feels very, very desperate. One, they made a disastrous choice. Now, I'm guilty. I supported it. I would have traded for Sam Darnold. I thought that was a great value. But I'm wrong. I mean, he stinks. He's not very good. And then they doubled down. Also guilty on this. I would have picked up his fifth-year option. I guess they didn't have a choice in the offseason. So they're in bed with him next year, too. And here's the thing. They have a new owner who spent a lot of money on the team. And now, they weren't good last year. They're in shambles right now. Uh, P.J. Walker is going to start for them this week and and beyond, potentially. We'll see what happens with Cam because Darnold is now injured, which ironically might be an upgrade. But the owner, I'm sure, locally is getting crushed. And the only way that he could kind of, you know, divert 
the negative attention on his team that isn't very good, that is not going to make the playoffs, that is going to keep losing. He's, he has a you know very, very expensive coach, is to do this. Sign the most famous player in the history of the franchise that his administration, his brand new coach, had cut. And cut for a reason. Let's face it. I, I gained a lot of respect for Cam because I think Belichick really liked him. And everything that uh, people, you know, the Slaters, McCordys of the world, the the Patriot, you know, kind of core, the way they spoke of him, how impressed they were, he fit right in. And I think as we're seeing with OBJ right now, some DB qualities with OBJ, but it's like, bro, do you even want to play? You, you can't dispute Cam wants to play. Do whatever it takes to play. But we saw Cam on the field. Last year, horrendous. Absolutely awful. Can't complete passes. This year in the preseason, also terrible. He's not any good anymore He's because he's physically shot. And he's always been semi-inaccurate, but now he's really inaccurate. And that was the question mark in the offseason with the shoulder. And he's clearly not as athletic as he once was. But to me, this is just a PR move. You bring him back with Carolina. You get all the fans' attention. Woo, Cam! I, I just checked social media for five seconds today. I was like, what a move! They got Cam back! Should have done this a long time ago. What, to lose more games? He, he can't complete basic routes. And you get him back. You make everyone excited. I'm sure maybe you can sell out some games that you potentially wouldn't have if you're way out of the playoff mix late November, you know, mid-December. But this is not a football decision. This is a business marketing decision. And Cam had no choice. Like, he wants to play. This is the only team giving him, you know, an opportunity to play. And hell, he may end up playing. He could be their starting quarterback by next week. You know, Sam Darnold, shoulder out for four to six weeks. Who knows? His season could be over. Uh, he, he was, he was god-awful. I, I think the craziest thing is they all-in would be strong because going all-in is like what the 49ers did, trading up. They didn't go all-in for a quarterback. But they did make an aggressive quarterback play when they traded a second rounder and they picked up his option and it's failed and it failed miserably and they're on the hook for it next year. So they are, they're kind of in shambles. And I saw Joe Klatt said this weeks ago that, you know, on Coward Show that, you know, he'd heard rumblings. He didn't like source it or anything, but just kind of threw it out there. Let's face it. He knows some things that Matt Rule might not be the happiest guy in the NFL, which I, I don't blame him. He was winning at Baylor. He won at Temple. He's probably not going to win in Carolina. You know why? Because you can't win in the NFL without a quarterback. And obviously, this doesn't solve anything. Clearly, Sam Darnold doesn't solve anything. So how do they improve? I I, I don't know. This is a quarterback draft. You're like, well, they could be drafting high again. Well, the quarterback uh, the quarterback draft class is terrible. <laughs> There's This is probably one of the worst. I saw Daniel Jeremiah tweeted out this week, and I've talked to a bunch of people in the league about this too, that the top 10 draft picks last year or the top 10 prospects in the 2021 draft would all be the top 10 prospects in the 2022 draft. I think if you've watched college football, it's not a star-studded class. Now, I've heard it's got good depth, the second and third round, because all these guys returned for the COVID season. You know, they had the, the extra year of eligibility. But this is not, one, there, there were five quarterbacks last year taken in the top 15. And there were several other major impact players. Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, you know, Devontae Smith, Micah Parsons. Like, it, it was a loaded, hell, Panay Sewell is going to be a good player. There's a loaded group up top. Patrick Sertain's a stud. The corner of the Panthers took, is injured. He's a really good player. Horn. That, that's not the case this this year. And I think the Panthers right now are kind of in no man's land. And ultimately, their owner, you know, who uh, is a big-time businessman, hedge fund guy, worth billions upon billions of dollars, 
you know, understands what it takes to move the needle financially. And he's no dummy because this was a very, very good business decision. It does nothing for football. If anything, Cam is equally as bad as Sam Darnold. And I say that with all due respect, the guy's accomplished infinitely more on the field over his career. He had a fantastic career. Pro Bowls, MVP, took his team to a Super Bowl, accomplished a shitload. But it's over. Like, let's just, let's call a spade a spade. It's over. And this was somewhat of a desperate move. But they're not alone, right? Two is already injured again. One, two is not that good. He's already been injured twice this season. Like, there are several teams. When you are in, you know, some people call it quarterback purgatory. I just call it a quarterback disastrous situation. Like, you're just kind of screwed. Because you either have one or you don't. There are no Baltimore Ravens of 2001 or even the Seattle teams in the early part of last decade. I mean, Russell Wilson, while he's nowhere near what he is now, was still pretty good. They had Marshawn Lynch. You know, the 85 Bears, some of the teams that anyone like 35 or older kind of grew up on, you could be a playoff team with just an elite defense and no offense. That's not really the case anymore. You have to have a $25, $30 million quarterback. Now, they might not make that because they're on their rookie contract, but at minimum, they got to be worth that. If they're not, you have problems. And that's what you see with Miami, right? The biggest difference between the Chargers and Miami, one team got Herbert, one team got Tua, right? If you would have put Tua on the Chargers, they, would be, they wouldn't be any good. They wouldn't have won seven games last year, that's for damn sure, and they would have no chance to make the playoffs this year. And Miami's kind of screwed. And they're not, you know, their Watson thing was the opposite of a PR move. It was a football move. They wanted Watson because he's really good at football. And the only way for them to be good at football is to have a good quarterback. Obviously, last year they were good on defense and special teams, but you can't sustain that. The one place you can sustain in the modern-day NFL is having a good quarterback. Look at the Jets. Like, what a disastrous situation they're in. That Mike White clearly, in his game and, you know, two series last week, and he's starting again, looked way better than Zach Wilson. Now, Zach's a rookie from BYU, but I think every Jets fan would say, you know, it's been a little concerning. It's one thing to lose. We knew we weren't going to be that good. But I was expecting a little more, you know, for the number two overall pick. And you just haven't got it. And when you have a quarterback situation, you can't do any PR for the Jets. There's no camp. They don't have a Cam Newton. You know, Dan Marino ain't walking through that door for Miami. The Panthers had Cam Newton in their back pocket. And they, they made the play. And that'll last for a couple games. But the moment he starts skipping a couple balls, if he starts in a couple weeks, the shine will wear off. Uh, and all the people, you know, praising it on social media will be shitting on them. That's the way the world works. Another big story this week was, uh, and I had people in the NFL were like, you got to talk about this because people in the NFL are pissed. And I get it. You're really emotional if you're an executive, if you're a coach, if you're a player. You see the inconsistencies with the league, right? And we've seen them for years. It's like, Ray Rice, he got suspended two games. Then the video comes out, and all of a sudden, he's done for his career, right? Tom Brady deflated footballs. They, they came after his phone. They suspended him four games. Like, did he deflate footballs? We've seen him play since. Like, I, I don't think the footballs had any impact on Tom Brady. Then this week, the Rodgers situation, and my mom's really mad at Aaron Rodgers. She's like, John, I can't believe Aaron Rodgers lied. I'm like, lied to who? The media? Who cares what the media thinks? His, his team knew. The league knew. The league, they have all the status of everyone, but he got fined $14,000. Now, I don't have the sheet of what all the fines cost, but then I did see that CeeDee Lamb, the the, uh, cowboy wide receiver, was fined more for having an untucked jersey, and he was kind of pissed. Like, this is kind of bullshit. Of course it is. 
The league office, here's what I know. And I, I said this earlier this week about the referees. They do not care what you think. They don't care what a coach thinks. They do not care what a player thinks. They, they, they simply couldn't care less. Like it, it doesn't bother them at all. And everyone gets so worked up. Like these fines are ridiculous, are absolutely insane. Well, the only way they are going to change anything if people stop watching the games. Because that's the only thing that impacts the bottom line for the league office and the owners. Until that happens, all this is just kind of fluff. Just throw it at the wall, see what sticks. It's all kind of made up. You can wear that color cleat. You can't wear that color cleat. You got to wear a mask. But if we don't notice, we don't really care. Oh, but now everyone's pissed off. So we'll get involved. Right now, I understand if I was Tom Brady, it's like, wait, you suspended me four games and Aaron Rodgers, who clearly the mass protocol for the uh, the press conference, which I actually agreed with him, is really stupid. But, you know, the rule is the rule. And clearly some players would say, well, if I had broke the rule, I would have gotten in trouble. Maybe. Maybe they're not really enforcing it. Maybe it was a situation like the speed limit, right? Some cops see you going 10 miles over the speed limit, might not care. Some cops see you going four miles an hour over the speed limit, they might pull you over. That's what it feels like a little bit here. It's very arbitrary. That's what the NFL has kind of become. But as long as we watch the games, they will not care who throws a flag, how many flags if a referee hits check someone, whether they fine you $100 or $25,000 for an untucked jersey, whether they fine you for mass situations, it's always been inconsistent. They're not like, I think ideally the league wouldn't want to be in, you know, the judicious business, the, the, the operating as like, uh, you know, the police force, even though it feels like they like it, I don't think they do but they have no choice because of the pressure for the fans. So then they just put, you know, the the rules for the cleats and your jerseys. But clearly it makes no sense. And I'm just, as I told my buddy in the league, I don't think they care. It's never going to change. As long as people watch and we consume it. I saw a headline earlier this week that ratings are up 8%. They make all their money on television ratings. I, I, I also saw a headline that attendance in pro sports is down. Well, that's only going to increase, right? I, I got I got multiple TVs in my living room, 70-incher and a 55-incher. I've been to games. My seat in my Lazy Boy with the TV is a much better view than any game can provide. It's also much more convenient. I don't have to pay for parking. I don't have to drive. I don't have to pay for a ticket. <laughs> like I'm already paying for the cable. Might as well just watch the game at home. And clearly, when we saw the media rights deal, that's how all these leagues now pay for everything especially football. That's where they make all their money. They need your attention. Your attention, and I'd argue this. I tell people this all the time. My my time, one thing I've learned as I've gotten older, you used to think like, you know, you got to work, you got to work, you got to work. And like what your service you provide someone, but the time that you provide people is the most valuable thing you have. And clearly for the NFL, the time that you spent watching them on television is by far the most valuable thing they possess as a business, it's by far the most valuable thing because they can get people to watch for long periods of time and a lot of them, a high quantity of human beings. No other league possesses that anymore. It's why the NFL runs circles around everyone. It's also why they just, oh, Rogers, here's 14,000. Oh, CeeDee Lamb, here's, here's 17,000. It, it makes no sense. But let's face it. You go back to Ray Rice. Once we all saw the video, it's like, wait, Roger, you spent two games for that? Are you, are you a fucking lunatic? Tom Brady deflating balls. You guys are going to suspend. You want to see his phone? What, what, what the hell are we doing? 
There's going to be a lot more what the hell are we doings because that's how it always been. But as long as they keep printing money, it's not going to change. And then to go into the pretty big game this week, at least on paper, the Seattle's only three and five. Obviously, Green Bay just lost that game to Kansas City. But I got to thinking like Russell Wilson and, you know, as of right now, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers has technically been been cleared, but all signs point to Aaron Rodgers going to play this week. So you have Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. And really, when you think of the top quarterbacks, it's weird because, you know, I, I think Aaron is it's hard to it's hard to articulate this is a better talent than Tom. Obviously, Tom is a has a more accomplished career. Uh, and Russell, you could even argue, is more "quote unquote" talented, just athletic ability throwing. But I'm not saying they're better than Tom Brady. But you, you know what I'm getting at? There, and two of them. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to go down as a top five quarterback of all time. And who knows? Russell still has a lot more time left. Might go down as a top ten quarterback of all time. So at any time you get a matchup like this, it's a really big deal. But both these guys, let's face it, share a little bit in common. They both became major, major fucking drama queens this offseason. It was, it was honestly, especially Rodgers, a little exhausting. Like, Aaron, it's like, you play for the Packers, your team's really good. What are you complaining about? Because they didn't let you know about a practice squad guy? And clearly they, you know, gave into it this week. right? Or, I mean, this year. They gave him Randall Cobb. They, they've listened to him. And Russell was like, you know... He, he did like the weak Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'm not asking for a trade, but if I did, my agent and me would like these four markets. We'd be open, even though we're definitely not asking. It's on them if they want to keep us. And it all stems back from years ago when John Schneider, the general manager, went to uh, Josh Allen's pro day. It's like, Russell, are you really getting bent out of shape on your GM going to a pro day? Because if you are, then you're pretty thin-skinned. Uh, but multiple people have reported that that it's like, and maybe it's more Pete Carroll growing old, whatever. But I think both guys are fantastic examples of, you know, the, the more talented you are at the highest level of any private sector business, especially one like this, where there's a lot of money on the line. People just put up with your drama. I, I think you're seeing the opposite opposite with Odell Beckham Jr. It's like clearly, you know, social media would make you think teams are lined up. Like I'd say if teams were lined up, he would already be signed. His drama now exceeds his ability. He's become more of a caricature than a star wide receiver. Where these two guys are absolute all-star Hall of Fame level guys in the peak of their powers. So you know what Seattle had to do this offseason? They kind of had to bite it. They had to do whatever Russell wanted. And they did. They made some trades for offensive linemen. They were just, they were aggressive, right? And they really have been the last couple years, but for whatever reason, he didn't think they were. Same thing with the Packers, right? They they were just, they had to do everything humanly possible to figure this out, to fix the problem. Because no matter how much drama, no matter how many diva qualities these two bring to the table, and let's face it, they both bring a lot. You know, Rodgers, I actually think he gets a uh, a poor rap. It feels like his teammates like him. I know there have been some guys on his early teams when he was younger, and sometimes that happens. When you're the younger guy, the older guys look at you differently. But I'd say the last four or five years, it feels like most of his teammates really like him. Russell, little different. I don't know if Russell's a big like hang out with his teammates guy. I don't know if Russell's a big... It doesn't feel like that many teammates are pounding their chest like, that's my boy. That's my guy. Definitely nowhere near like Mahomes or Brady or hell. Even like I said, Rodgers. But their talent's so good that there's nothing you can do. And here's what I'll give Russell Wilson a ton of credit. I mean, I can't admire this anymore. Because we talk about this a lot with players, Right. Are they doing it for the fame? Are they doing it for the money? You know, a lot of coaches will talk like, "Do you are, are you doing this 
do you want to play football or do you want what football can provide for you? Because football in the NFL provides a lot of things, right? Gives you a massive platform. It gives you, if you're a decent player, a ton of money. Uh, It creates a brand that would not have existed. And a lot of players get that as time goes. Brady, Manning, you know, whoever, Mahomes. But they're in it for the juice of competing. And ultimately, whether it's 16 or 17 games, getting to every single one of those games. And they will move heaven and earth to play every single Sunday. And you cannot dispute, this guy had never missed a game in his entire career, despite being a smaller player who's taken some hellacious hits over the year. He shatters his finger. It had this weird, like it clearly didn't look right and was in a ton of pain and it was messed up. He was working night and day with all these weird, crazy doctors to get back. And now miraculously, he's back. I tip my hat to Russell Wilson because no matter what drama he brings, you know that he will do everything in his power to play in every single game. And ultimately, anyone listening to this, if you're a fan of whatever team that you like, you know there are some guys that are just not that reliable. Like, I would say the number one characteristic that I admire in Russell Wilson, besides like his arm, is just his reliability. And remember Drew Brees a couple years ago, shatters his thumb and just did everything, trained, stayed in LA to fix that thing. Like, you are in an upper class. Like, Russell doesn't need the money anymore. Hell, if his career ended today, he'd probably go to the Hall of Fame. But he's ultimately, in a weird way, why he feels like this married to Ciara now, he's like the star. He's still kind of a football junkie. And as long as he has that, like, I, you just got to give in to everything he wants because he's bigger and more important than anyone in Seattle. And, and Rodgers, let's face it, got a lot of, you know, ex, extra credit would be the wrong way to put it, but like you know, kind of validated everything he's been saying the last two years. Like Jordan Love is nowhere close to being their starting quarterback. If Jordan Love was our starting quarterback in 2022, Packers would probably win six games. If Aaron Rodgers is your starting quarterback, you have a chance. I mean, hell, if he hadn't missed last week, could they have gone 14-3? and three? Right? Hell, they still could. They've only lost two games. I'd say probably end up going like 12-5, and five, but when you have Aaron Rodgers, you're competing for the number one overall seat. When you don't, with Jordan Love, you're not going to make the playoffs. And I know Howard Stern, I, I saw he said this week that uh, that Aaron Rodgers should be banned from the NFL. Kind of ironic, because I would imagine for about 20 years of Howard Stern's career, that's isn't that what everyone was saying about him? Get Howard Stern off the airways. We, we cannot have people like Howard Stern around. Well, Rodgers, like Howard Stern, is so valuable, there is no canceling them. And even for the Packers, there's only an extension coming up. So they better get on their knees and beg him to stay. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young 
was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are two really, really big games this week, and they're both in the AFC. Starting with Sunday Night Football, uh, the Raiders hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. And watching Kansas City last week, I, I was just, I, I thought it was one of the worst games I've ever seen Patrick Mahomes play. And I was reading some quotes that he had talking with, I think, uh, like the Kansas City Star this week, saying that, uh, you know, I'm not going to stop taking deep shots. I've had a lot of success over the years taking deep shots. It's who I am. I'm going to keep taking deep shots. And I, I'm a big believer in do what you do well. And clearly, what he does well is throw bombs. It's kind of what, you know, created Patrick Mahomes, right? He was just throwing deep bombs to guys that could all fly. When we think of the Chiefs, obviously Kelsey does a lot of work like within 20 yards, 
But I think if we all close our eyes and say, hey, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, first thing you think of is like go routes and post routes, right? Just absolute, you know, seeds going 40, 50 yards. And I said, if I could talk to him, I'd say, Patrick, no one argues your ability to push down the ball down the field. You, you have a chance to go down as one of the great gunslingers in league history. But it's like in the NBA, right? Or just basketball in general. If what last night I was watching the Warriors game, Steph was off a little bit shooting threes. He had missed a bunch in a row. So what do they tell you to do? Tell you to get to the basket. Why? Because at worst, you're going to get a layup. At best, you know, you're going to three-point play. You know, you're going to get fouled. And then you're going to get free throws, which for a guy like Steph, who's like a 92% free throw shooter, are going to be automatic. Patrick, you can take the check down. Think back to the Gruden quarterback camp. You know, the most famous thing that came out of that was Spider 2 Y Banana. Well, the thing we made so much fun about Spider 2 Y Banana was throwing in the flat to the fullback. You never go broke taking a profit. No one would ever tell you not to throw deep to Tyreek Hill if he's open or hell, even if he's covered in a one-on-one situation. But right now, your deep ball is off. Just like Steph Curry, the greatest three-point shooter in the history league, sometimes his three-point shot is off. He has to get to the rack. He has to shoot a closer shot. It's okay to take a dump down. And this week, they're playing the Raiders, who kind of in some shambles, right? They just go to they go to New York. They they didn't get killed, but I mean, they, they got outplayed for sure. And now they're hosting this game. They've already lost to the Chargers. Clearly, you know, this was a rough couple weeks stretch. Really a month stretch, right? Gruden gets canned. Henry Ruggs has the just disastrous, tragic incident that took an innocent person's life. He's done. This week, they cut Damon Arnett, the other first-round pick from 2020, who was holding up a gun that looked like something, if you you guys younger won't know this, but Doom, it used to be this video game where you'd have just these crazy guns, and it looked like a gun you'd find. And listen, I, I grew up in a home of, you know, gun owner. I've seen a lot of guns. I, I've never quite seen anything like the thing he was holding. And he got released. And so they just got a lot of things. Just It's just a little weird. Now, Derek Carr's always been able to kind of right the ship in the building, but sometimes on the field, it hasn't always translated. They signed Deshaun Jackson, who ironically, his career started with Andy Reid and Brett Veach in Philadelphia. But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think this is a pretty good spot for the Chiefs, uh, but they haven't been playing that well. I think the Raiders are going to be a ton of pressure on them because if you lose this game, that means you lose at home, you've lost to the Chargers and to the Chiefs already, then you still have to go to Arrowhead. And let's face it, like whenever the Raiders and the Chargers play, as long as Herbert's on the field, it's going to be a coin flip game. This is, you know, it wouldn't shock me if both these two teams make the playoffs, but if I was a betting man, I would just lean with Mahomes and Andy just because of their resume. But going back to what I said about Mahomes, he has to just take a deep breath every once in a while and just throw a couple dump downs. Like live to fight another down. Part of the reason these interceptions are coming and the poor play is coming and the offense isn't moving is because he's not hitting on the deep ball. So he's just he's just got to throw a changeup. Like it's even if you throw 99 miles an hour, the changeup works. There's a reason guys throw it. And there's a reason big league hitters will tell you that the off-speed stuff gives them trouble. No different with uh, NFL defenses. And then the Browns at the Patriots. Uh, I think we all thought the Browns were going to be a lock playoff team, right? Their roster on paper looked fantastic. Miles Garrett, he's on pace to be the defensive player of the year. He has 12 sacks. But he he missed practice on Wednesday. 
his first mispractice of the season. Something happened with his foot. Now, I, I would imagine he's still going to play on Sunday, but is he compromised? You know, Nick Chubb, who as of recording this podcast, is you know on the COVID list. Now he's vaccinated. He can test out of it. And clearly he has a huge impact on their offense. He's the best player on their offense. Hell, he's the second best player on their team behind Miles Garrett. When Nick Chubb plays, the Browns have a chance to beat anyone in the league. Because at any moment, the guy can go for 150 to 200 yards. Like Derrick Henry with the Titans. He's that good. He's a baller. And they have a run first like the Tennessee Titans, a run first offense. Now, they did get some mojo back last week beating the Cincinnati Bengals. But I think it's fair to say Cincinnati might be a little overrated. Right? This is a different animal. Plus, it's in Foxborough. Like, I think Belichick, they found their identity. They're really good on defense. They can run the ball. Mac Jones has just been basically everything Cam Newton wasn't. Just complete the easy stuff. Hit a quick out. Hit a quick someone in the flat route. You know, hit a basic slant route. He can just hit basic routes. They're not. It's not like they're pushing the ball down the field. It's not like he's hitting huge plays. That's not what the Patriots need. Hell, they didn't even need that with Brady. He'd dink and dunk you to death. But if they can run the ball and play really good defense, you know they're always up to something on special teams. I, I like New England in this spot. Uh, and then I would say the Browns would be in some trouble, right? They, they, we've already talked about their schedule, the way it ends, playing the Ravens a couple times, still have to play the Raiders, um, play the Steelers again. So I, I just think this is a pretty big moment for Bill. And if Bill wins this game, I think the Patriots have like the Jags the following week. I have to double check that. But I remember looking, they had a pretty easy game the following week. All of a sudden, we'll look up and the Patriots are going to be 7-4. and four. And really, if you think about two of their most famous losses this season, one they lost on a missed a last-second field goal against Tampa in that game, and they, they played really, really well. And then the Cowboy game, which they lost in overtime. Like, I, I think the Patriots might even be better than their record. Now, I, I think the Browns are really talented, and if they're healthy, they're really good. But... I just have a hard time closing my eyes and picture Baker Mayfield beating Bill Belichick on Sunday in Foxborough. Now, the, and their fans now have a little life. Um, I, I, I can't wait for those two AFC games. Okay, let's get to a little Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. And let's, uh, let's fire through it. Listen to every podcast. I'm a big fan of Justin Fields. Because I am... Uh, a Georgia Bulldog fan. I'm also a Cowboy fan. I know we made a great draft pick with Micah Parsons, but do you realize we could have franchised Dak and drafted Fields with the 10th pick instead of giving it to the Eagles? I'm not a Dak believer. McCarthy has done an amazing job with him, but he isn't worth $140 million. Uh, I mean, the chances that Justin Fields, now he's more physically gifted than Dak. He has a bigger arm. He's faster I guess Dak would be, he's bigger, but is ever as big as Dak to me would be pretty extreme. And I, I get what you're saying. You know, the money, like I've said, I thought it was a little rich too, but here's what I will say that you just, Micah Parsons is a star. So you, it'd be one thing if like you had missed on the pick and you're like, you know, we could have just moved on, got a younger quarterback. You got a star defensive player. An absolute superstar. So I think you're in pretty good shape. You should be happy with it. Um, You're in a good spot. Big fan of the show. What do you think the situation is with the Saints now that the third string starter and Winston is out with Taysom Hill being able, will he be able to carry them to the playoffs or is it a tank off team? I don't know what that means. 
I would say that they're in a little trouble. Even though I do kind of like them this week against the Titans, a pretty devastating situation. Now, I was hard on Jameis. Now, granted, the more you watch him, the receivers are all small. Uh, What's his name? Michael Thomas was not coming back. He announced earlier a couple of weeks ago, I think. So it might not have mattered, but there is a drop-off between Simeon and Jameis. And obviously, what's his name? Taysom Hill is not a starting quarterback. I think we're going to learn a lot about him this week on the road against, you know, the hottest team in the NFL. Can they stop? You know, do they just dominate them and it doesn't matter for the quarterback? But let's pull up their schedule. I mean, they already beat, for whatever reason, they play very well against Tampa. If they played Tampa like 16 times a year, they'd be in pretty good shape. But the Saints, so they're five and three. They go to the Titans. Then they get the Eagles. They go to Philly. So if somehow they can win this weekend, they'll be favored the following weekend in Philadelphia. Then they got a tough back-to-back. They host the Bills and host the Cowboys. Then they get they go to play the Jets at the Bucks, the Dolphins, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy this team wins five more games and gets to the playoffs. Uh, this, this is a big week, though. If they win this weekend, they're in pretty good shape. And they'll just patchwork the quarterback situation together, which is... I give them credit. It's a remarkable accomplishment that he's able to do this with these random quarterbacks. I mean, two years ago, he did it with Teddy Bridgewater, who clearly is just a backup. And I guess if you put Teddy on a good team, I mean, he's on a talented team now in Denver, and they're winning games. Somehow the Denver Broncos are 5-4. and four. We've all talked about them like they were the shittiest team in the league for, for a competitive team. And they're actually like, when the dust settles, are the Broncos going to go like 9-8 and eight or 10-7? and seven? Mailbag question. Do coaches, scouts, or staff of pro teams get as upset with the officiating as fans do? Or do they see it as a necessarily necessary evil? I have no emotional connection to the Bears or the Steelers, but it was the closest I've come to turning off the TV because the officiating made it feel as if the revolt result of the game simply did not matter. Bad calls happen. I get it. And good teams find a way to win in spite of the refs. But at what point do those on the inside draw, inside the lines, versus the fans who are much more emotionally driven? Yeah, I mean, I I think people freak the fuck out inside. I think executives, scouts, coaches, they lose it. Because like fans, they know, is this serious? And unlike the fans, like if you're a fan, you know you read articles about your team and maybe watch some press conferences... But you work. You have a normal job. Like, you do other stuff with your life. If I'm Matt Nagy, or I'm Mike Tomlin, or I'm Roethlisberger, or I'm Justin Fields, I've spent 70, 80 hours of the week getting ready for that game. Studying, watching tape, doing everything humanly possible. Then all of a sudden, Tony Carrente is just pulling plays out of, you know, who knows where, and throwing flags and hip-checking my players. Yeah, it's frustrating. Now, I, where I sit now, I'm able to be unemotional about it because, like you, it, it doesn't ultimately, like, that game didn't matter to me. And I wasn't gambling on the game. But I just, like, I'm going to say it over and over. The NFL does not care. As long as you and me watch, and guess what? We have continued to watch. Nothing's going to change. The referees will continue to be incompetent, have the worst calls in the history of life. I mean, it's, just, it's not going to change. Because it hasn't changed now in years. It keeps happening. 
If the Vikings and 49ers traded coaches straight up, would both teams benefit? Both fan bases, patience, wearing thin, 49ers defense sucks, Kyles would fit in right with the Vikings offense and be a better play caller than what they got going this year. Would the 49ers trade Kyle for Zimmer? No. The, the Vikings would. The 49ers would not take Mike Zimmer. No chance. Absolutely none. I don't see it. Question. Who is the best 5-4 and four team? We have the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Broncos. Pretty good list of teams. Probably a coin flip between the Chiefs and the Patriots. And if they played each other, I'd pick the Chiefs because of Mahomes. But the Patriots might be a more well-rounded team because they're defense and they can really run the ball. The Browns, when healthy, are really good, but they're not healthy. I mean, Baker's just never healthy. I, excuse me. Baker was healthy last year. He's just not. He can't get healthy right now because of his because the labor. It's not going to get better. So they're stuck with it. Um, so yeah, that would be my answer. Hey man, my question is about the Steelers and the quarterback situation. Not long ago, I heard someone talking about the Steelers are the top tier organization when it comes to drafting, developing players, and that they have a certain type guy that they want and they don't move off that. So my question is, are we all sleeping on Dwayne Haskins saving his career and maybe being the future of the Steelers? I mean, if anyone can coach the kid up, it would be Tomlin and the historically great franchise. Thank you. Appreciate it. That one feels like a stretch to me, but yeah, I don't think you can ever discount the Steelers. I would say history would say guys like Dwayne Haskins, you know, I I would bet against it that he's going to be really good. Now, could he be serviceable and could they win nine games with him? Could he be like the poor man's version of what Jameis was going to be for the Saints? Potentially, but he was so bad, so bad with with the football team. Like horrendously terrible. Like it, it didn't get any worse. And he was a bad guy. He was just, they couldn't stand him. They thought he was just a complete loser. So yeah, could the Steelers, you know, change that, get that out of him? Potentially, yeah. Young people mature at different ages. Maybe he matures. Is he talented enough? I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan, but I don't pretend to be Bill Walsh. I would bet against it. Even with the Steelers, I I would bet against it. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a great weekend. And I will talk to everyone Monday. Peace. The volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge 
Challenge Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.